Hey everyone, welcome back to Southern Fried Storytime. I am so excited to have you back here today. Today we're going to talk about the first of our Christmas stories for this year. Um, I know some of you may count last episode where we talked about the Hulda folk just because you think of Icelandic stories as kind of being wintry and festive by nature, but really this is the first kind of official Christmassy Christmas story to kind of start off the season. I'm going to drink a mod ginger tea here. <laughs> One of my favorite Christmas stories is this actual story today because it is so sweet and I'm so sappy. So I absolutely love it. I love Christmas and I love Christmas stories in general for many of the same reasons I love Halloween stories. They just kind of toe the line between nostalgia and spookiness. Now, to be fair, today's story is not spooky at all. It will give you all the warm, fuzzy, Christmassy feelings that we love most about this time of year. But Christmas stories were historically ghost stories, even and perhaps especially before Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol. So as we enter the Christmas season with all of its glowing warmth and cheer, prepare yourself for a few ghosts and monsters that will hang out this time of year. A dollar and 87 cents, and 60 of it was in pennies, saved one or two at a time. Della counted it three times, but it never multiplied. She had had to haggle and pinch for every penny, but it was not enough, and tomorrow was Christmas. Frustrated and embarrassed, Della pulled a Disney princess and threw herself onto the sofa to cry. Her apartment was clean, but terribly cheap and shabby, and on the door was a card that read Mr. and Mrs. James Dillingham Young. But at home, Della called him Jim. She had saved for months, but only had a dollar and eighty-seven cents to buy a gift for Jim, her Jim, before tomorrow. She wanted to get him something nice, something that almost deserved the honor of being owned by him. Della took in her own image reflected in the glass. She had grown pale, but was smiling as she let down her hair to its full length and examined it. There were two things in this humble family that they were truly proud of. One was Jim's gold watch that he had inherited from his father, who got it from his father before him, in a glinting golden tradition of family heirlooms. The other thing they treasured was Della's hair. It was more beautiful than the jewels of the Queen of Sheba. Now, as the shiny brown waves fell around her, coiling down below her knees, it was almost a second garment. She tied it up again quickly, anxiously, not wanting to change her mind. She shed a few tears, pulled on her coat, and left the flat. She drifted down the street into a shop which advertised hair goods of all kinds, and entered. She offered to sell the woman her hair, and when Della had shown it to her, she offered her $20. There was no going back. Once she was shorn, she drifted through the stores looking for a gift for her Jim. Finally, she found it. It was perfect, as though it had been made for Jim and no one else. It was a simple platinum watch chain, perfect and elegant, exactly what Jim's watch needed. As soon as Della saw it, she knew it must belong to her Jim. She paid $21 for the chain and hurried home with the 87 cents. While Jim was proud of his family heirloom, he never wanted to show it off because of the old cracking leather strap that he used 
to keep it attached to his waistcoat. Now he could show off his fine timepiece whenever he wanted because it would have a chain that was perfect match for it. When Della got home, she tried to fix her very short hair, but she found the more she tried to feminize it with little curls, the more she looked like a schoolboy. She began to be a little nervous about how he might react. At seven o'clock, the coffee was done and the pork chops were almost ready. Jim was never late. She fiddled and fidgeted with the watch chain in her anxiety until she heard footsteps on the stairs. She felt the blood drain from her face, and she said a desperate prayer. Please, God, please, please, please make him still think I'm pretty. The door opened, and there was Jim, looking stressed and tired. He was only 22 and already the head of a family. He felt that responsibility very deeply. He needed a new coat. He looked up from the door after he closed it and froze as his eyes fell on Della. He stood still as a statue with an expression she had never seen before, one that she could not read and it terrified her. It wasn't at all what she had been prepared for. She circled the table around towards him as he stood in stunned silence. She confessed everything like a sinner in church. She told him that she simply had to get him something for Christmas. She just had to, but her hair grew back very fast, so she begged him not to mind it. You cut off your hair? said Jim, still shocked, speaking a little deadpan like a zombie. Cut it off and sold it, Della replied, but I have just the perfect gift for you. Don't you like me even without it? I'm still me, Jim. Jim glanced around the room as though looking for the missing locks. You say your hair is gone? He said as though the reality of it could not quite land. It's Christmas Eve, boy. Let's be good to each other, Della replied. Please, my hair is worthless compared to my love for you. Jim seemed to finally shake off his trance. He took a package out of his coat and threw it on the table. He assured her that there was nothing she could do to her hair that would make him like her less. But, he said, if she would open that package, she would understand his shock. She tore open the paper only to find the combs a set of hair combs that Della had coveted from a shop window for months. They were beautiful tortoise shell with jeweled rims, perfect for her now absent hair. She hugged them to her chest and reassured him again, My hair grows so fast, Jim. Then Della remembered his gift and presented it to him with great excitement. Now he could show off his watch with pride. Jim collapsed on the couch and asked Della, I'm trying not to laugh, guys. I'm sorry. And asked Della if they could put their gifts away for a while. They were far too nice to have them out now. He turned and looked at her, smiling. I sold the watch to get the combs, Del, he said. Let's have some dinner. I love that he's focused on food right now. Oh, Henry then compares the sacrificial gifts to the gifts given to the baby Jesus. Pessimists will say that the story was pointless or a waste because basically they both kind of sabotaged each other in getting gifts for each other. But again, I'm sappy, and I say they missed the whole point. Both of these people gave up what they love most without hesitation because they love the person they gave their prized possession for so much more. It's an incomparable love that they have for each other compared to the items that they give up for each other. I don't know. I just, I love that he tries to deter her with, uh, or, you know, kind of, uh, 
I don't know if deter is the right word, kind of distract her with the, well, why don't we uh, look at our gifts later? Because, you know, they're they're new, too nice to take out and examine right now. And he's trying to kind of hedge around the, the whole, uh, yeah, I don't want to show you my watch because I don't have it right now situation. It's just, it's, it's like a little boy thing to do from this grown man. And it's, it's also kind of funny when you consider that he knows before Della the irony of the whole situation. And so the fact that he just kind of sits down on the couch like, well, that's a thing that we did. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I like this couple. I think they're cute. I think they're funny. And I hope you love the story. Obviously, I'm not the only one who does because it's lasted for so long. And I hope you enjoyed hearing about it today. And uh, I can't wait to share more Christmas stories with you. It is a fantastic time of year. Again, this and Halloween are probably my two favorite times. So I'm super excited for our next story. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a Merry Christmas.